Hello, my spooky friends. I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you for joining us, whether it's your first time delving into the darkness or if you are brave enough to make a return visit. Welcome. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yesterday, we celebrated July 4th, our Independence Day. There were barbecues, fireworks, and celebrations. While many gathered happily with friends and family, they were blissfully unaware of the horror stories happening all around them. Each of the 50 states have their own creepy history with curses, ghosts, and murders. And here are just a few of those chilling tales. First, Deadly Games followed by the scars of childhood. Then, remember to just keep driving. Finally, in our feature story, be careful what you wish for. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. And of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at Something scary at snarl.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcast or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com slash snarled. So, wanna hear something scary? American Horror. Every summer camp has a long history of urban legends and folklore, but rarely do you get to witness those deadly tales yourself, like in this story written by Sarah Lukasiewicz. From a candlelit seance to light as a feather, stiff as a board, slumber parties are the perfect opportunity for teens to dabble in the dark lore of urban legends. And for Evie and her friends Danny and Jenna, their July 4th slumber party was going to be an ominous night. They had spent most of their evening watching fireworks and gossiping about their crushes. But as the night was winding down, Danny had a story to tell. They had heard all about Bloody Mary and Candyman before. The legend goes that if you repeat Bloody Mary or Candyman several times, the entity appears and kills whoever summoned it. But Danny had a similar yet modern legend to share one that she had heard about at summer camp the month before. Danny explained that in one of the neighboring cabins at camp, a group of campers were playing I See Me, 
ICU, and one of them ended up dead. The game works by placing a phone in the middle of the circle with everyone sitting around it. Someone spins it. Whoever the camera end of the phone stops in front of takes their turn. That person picks up the phone and unlocks the camera in selfie mode. Looking into the reflection, they say the words, I see me, I see you, three times in a row. That's when supposedly their reflection appears behind them and murders them in real life. Evie laughed and said she heard that the kid died from an asthma attack. Danny then challenged Evie to try the game just to be sure. Ginny pulled out her phone and laid it down in the middle of all of them, provoking Evie once more. Trying to hide her fear, Evie finally agreed. Danny took the cell and began to spin it. It only went around a couple of times before landing on Evie. You did that on purpose, Evie huffed. They just stared, waiting for her to grab the phone. Realizing they weren't going to budge, Evie opened the phone and hit the camera button. She looked into her reflection. It was in the dark room with just enough ambient light shining in the background that she could see her bedroom window behind her. I see me, I see you, Danny reminded her. Evie began. With each word, she stared into the phone, attempting to make out any change in reflection behind her. I see me, I see you, she muttered. I see me, I see you, she trailed off, seeing a human-sized shadow behind her in her reflection. She threw the phone down, kicking it away and breathing heavily. Refusing to let her quit, Danny handed Evie back the phone, telling her to stop being afraid and finish it. Evie regained courage and acquiesced to their demands. She opened the camera again and said the phrases as fast as she could. I see me, I see you. I see me, I see you. I see me, I see you. There, I did it. Danny told her to keep looking and tell them if she could see anything. In the reflection, Evie began to see something moving behind her again. She looked closer into the phone. She saw someone crawling in through the window over her shoulder. Evie began to tremble. The person crawling toward her looked just like her. Same color hair and face, but clearly dead. This was a corpse version of her. The creature's bones seemed to snap and break over and over with every move. Jenna and Danny could now see the fear in Evie's face, and they tried to grab the phone from her and see what she saw. But Evie couldn't let go. It was as if something had control of her to make sure she couldn't look away. The creature crawled up behind Evie and wrapped its hands around her throat. Danny and Jenna, still trying to peel the phone away, could now see that Evie couldn't breathe. Handprints appeared on her throat, squeezing the life out of her. The pressure was so tight that Evie's eyes bulged, and veins in her forehead throbbed. Within moments, the capillaries in Evie's eyes burst and blood began to pour from the sockets. Then, as Danny and Jenna almost had the phone freed from her grip, Evie's neck snapped. They screamed in terror as they fled the room. Next to Evie's dead body, the phone lay face up with the screen open. In the camera, the entity could be seen crawling out of the window stopping once to admire its handiwork before disappearing into the night once more. Have you ever been pressured to play a spooky game at a slumber party when you really didn't want to? Did you experience anything paranormal? Did everyone survive? And what game was it? Tell us about it at somethingscary@snarl.com.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. There can be bullies anywhere, and Jamestown, Tennessee is no exception. But when the bullied fight back, you better be prepared for their wrath. Based on an urban legend written by Janine Pipe. Billy gingerly peeked out of the bathroom stall. Empty. At least he could wash his trembling hands in peace. He rested his head against the tarnished mirror and closed his eyes, blinking back a fresh set of tears. Rest would be short. He had to leave the sanctity of the bathroom eventually and head back to class. Although the bullies wouldn't be able to hurt him in front of a teacher, they would do their best to make him fear what might come later. That was often the worst part the anticipation of what might come, where they might find him hiding. He'd been so lost in thought, he hadn't heard the door creak open. Now he felt the hot breath against his neck, causing his stomach to clench, cold sweat running down his back. Before he was able to move, he was shoved full force into the mirror. Maybe it was because Billy's body had tensed, but somehow as his face met the glass, it shattered. He lost his balance and slipped, smashing his forehead into the porcelain sink. What the bully couldn't have foreseen was that the piece of the mirror had stuck between Billy's eyes and was smashed into the sink. It drove that shard into his brain, killing him instantly. As Billy's now lifeless body sank to the floor, the bully panicked. Rather than feel remorseful for the heinous crime he'd just committed, he was far more worried about being caught. Being that the school was in need of several structural repairs, He was able to easily pry loose some of the floorboards in the bathroom and stow Billy's small body in the space. He covered it up and it was days before Billy was found. When the authorities finally discovered the corpse, it appeared he had been desperately trying to escape, indicating he had not been dead when buried under the floor. No small town wants to be known for such a callous act. Pinehaven, Tennessee was no different and the case was covered up for years. The school shut down in the 90s, supposedly due to irreparable damages. A new one was built, but the old building remained cheaper to abandon rather than demolish. It stands broken, rotting, vandalized, and like a beacon for teenagers. Despite safety warnings, once they've heard this legend, they continue to break in. Just like I did. I was careful to navigate the broken glass. I made sure to dodge abandoned furniture. I crept toward the boys' bathroom where an innocent life was cruelly snuffed short, and I dared to peer into the smeared mirror that stands like a cold memorial. I was completely alone. Hadn't told anyone else where I planned to be. No one followed me in. Part of me wanted to see something, to be able to recount my own story. 
But as the room began to feel icy, it suddenly didn't seem like such a good idea. I knew there must be drafts in old buildings, but it was a summer evening and I could see my breath. Nope, not good. I quickly turned my head back out of the room when the door slammed shut. The few cubicles that still had doors began to shake too as if a strong force of wind was controlling them. I knew what Billy wanted, so I made myself look in the mirror, knowing I'd see his ghostly face, but there was nothing. I even managed to laugh a little. What an idiot. Of course, the place was just full of breezes causing doors to bang. I scared myself good and proper. I turned around to leave, still chuckling at how ridiculous the whole thing was when I saw him. I didn't have time to scream. Unlike in life, he is by no means weak or vulnerable in death. Billy eternally seeks revenge for his untimely demise. He will stare into your soul, and if he believes you to be a potential threat, well, let's just say he might exact his vengeance upon you, allowing history to repeat itself. Thankfully, aside from being a fool for venturing into the dangerous building alone, Billy deemed me harmless and the bathroom door flew open again. I needed no more encouragement and ran out like a bat out of hell all the way home. I will never again believe myself brave enough to go ghost hunting, especially when the hunted might just be me. So ghost hunting is something I know a lot about. I've been going to spooky locations for over three years now and I've done most of them alone. Something I don't condone others to do because it's really scary and super dangerous. Most recently, I visited an abandoned insane asylum with a group of friends and we got some really compelling paranormal evidence. So tell me, if you had the chance, where would you go ghost hunting? In the Midwest of the United States lies Michigan known for its beautiful Great Lakes and lively city of Detroit. A great place to visit, but I wouldn't be caught dead on Knock Knock Road, like in this true story inspired by NB. Growing up just outside of Detroit, I could always hold my own. In a place like that, you get street smart. A few months ago, as I approached my 18th birthday, it was put to the test. Rumors had spread for years about Knock Knock Road, that was what everyone called it. Officially, it was Strasburg Road, running between 8 Mile and East McNichols Road. It runs right through what you would consider suburbia. But don't let the street lights and secure-looking houses fool you. If it's late at night, you're on your own. So, for my birthday celebration, my friends and I decided to meet at a park along Strasburg. The night started off normal. Just a handful of friends messing about, laughing and listening to music. Then Stacy said it. Let's do a drive. Such simple words. I felt the energy change, but we rushed to the car anyway, pressing our luck. The legend goes that in the mid-1940s, a girl was walking along Strasburg and was mowed down by a careless driver. They were never caught. The town did add a solitary stop sign right where she was hit to slow the traffic in her honor. Since that night, Hundreds of people have said that if it's past 12 a.m. and you're waiting at that stop sign, you'll hear a rapping at your window. The ghost of the dead girl appears next to you, searching for her murderer. Yet, as scary as that sounded, nothing had ever really happened to anyone. 
So while I was hesitant, I didn't actually believe we'd see anything. A fog swirled in front of the sedan as we crept toward the intersection. The wind began to pick up enough steam to be noticeable. I was in the passenger seat while Stacy drove. Now we were here, chills ran over me. Before I knew it, there was a knock to my side. Everyone in the car jumped. Was it a knock or was it the wind blowing debris around? Were our minds playing tricks on us? We sat very still, intently listening for the slightest noise. 20 seconds passed and then thump, thump, thump. We all screamed, the surrounding fog making it hard to see anything out of the windows. Then whatever had banged on the door began to drag itself to the front of the car around the driver's side of Stacy. It was like this thing was keying the car and then it suddenly stopped abruptly. After a moment of silence, the fog cleared instantly revealing the girl we'd heard so much about from sleepover stories and idle gossip. She stood there, covered in blood, her head lolling to one side where her neck had been snapped. Then, quick as a flash, she thrust her arms through the driver's window, grabbed Stacy by the throat and ripped her from the car. She pulled Stacy, kicking and squirming in front of the hood of the car. The light shone on them, showing us everything like a terrifying movie. We were frozen in fear, watching the scene play out. There was a horrific snap as she broke Stacy's neck with an impossible ease, dropping her body like a sack of potatoes. As we all screamed, the ghost vanished. We've told that story, unedited and identical over and over again to the cops and authorities in our town. But due to the high crime in the area, they continued to devote their efforts to real-life murderers and not ghosts from an urban legend. Stacy's death remains unsolved but we will never even venture near the side streets that lead to Strasbourg in order to avoid the very true legend of Knock Knock Road. Would you be brave enough to visit Knock Knock Road? If you encountered the ghost girl, what would you do? And what's an urban legend from your town? Let us know by emailing somethingscary@snarl.com. More than 12 million immigrants have passed by the Statue of Liberty in New York. People came seeking a better life, but perhaps the lady herself had other plans. When Kira and Declan were in the U.S. Navy, they served as excavation and recovery experts. From time to time, they heard rumors about buried treasure, but one such urban legend stuck with them. You see, it was believed that centuries ago, immigrants would pass by the Statue of Liberty while on the New York Harbor believing that the streets of America were paved with gold. But perhaps instead of looking up at the gigantic lady, they should have looked beneath her base instead because the legend states that Captain William Kidd admitted to have buried treasure that was worth millions of dollars, somewhere at the base of Lady Liberty herself. And though people tried to get the location out of him, he kept his secret with him to the very end, up until he was hanged in 1701 for being a pirate. For over 300 years, people from around the world had tried to locate the treasure. And now, with inflation soaring, searchers for the treasure were at an all-time high. Having left the forces, Kira and Declan thought that they could use their excavation skills to look for the rumored treasure. They gathered all their research, including original blueprints. They even sought out a psychic, warning that no one who found the treasure would be able to keep it 
and their souls. But this just confirmed to them that the treasure was real and fueled their eagerness to find it. The plan was to take the kayak out to the island just before midnight and dig beneath the concrete base. Their arrival was met with no interference or security, and it seemed as though luck was on their side. They continued on with their quest using the measurements. They finally found the elusive X marks the spot. With the equipment in hand, the digging began. Two hours in, sweat dripping from their brows, Kira hit something with her shovel, making a clanking sound. They could see the top of a chest, and it looked centuries old. When it was time to pull the chest out, Declan put in the head of the shovel and began to lift, but it wouldn't budge. He dug harder and deeper. Finally, the chest popped out, and so did the remains, which had been buried beneath it. Declan and Kira were sure that this was a treasure, a treasure that no one else had been able to find, and just as they were about to celebrate, an apparition appeared in a puff of smoke and started to move around quickly, as if it had been waiting decades to be released. It swiftly chased the two intruders away from the chest. It seemed as though they had managed to outrun it as they made their way towards the water. Upon diving into the water, Kira began choking, and as she looked back, she realized that Declan had not made it out with her. She could see this creature clawing at Declan's back. Terrified, she started to swim further into the water, leaving the kayak, hoping that Declan would escape and catch up to her. She made it back to the mainland and waited for Declan. But after two days of radio silence, she was sick with worry and decided to return to the Statue of Liberty to look for him. She waited until almost midnight. The moonless sky made it difficult to find the spot. But when she did, it was paved anew, as if nothing had ever happened. As she stumbled away in disbelief, she saw something shining on the ground. She picked up the dog tags, expecting to see Declan's name, but they weren't his. Then she heard a moaning sound. Cautiously, she peered around the foot of Lady Liberty, barely able to make out anything in the dark. But as she moved further into the direction of the noise, she suddenly saw Declan tied to the statue. A scream freezing into her throat. Declan's face was covered in blood, his eyeless sockets weeping and his tongueless mouth unable to tell her what had occurred. The apparition who had chased her away appeared again. Kira ran, leaving her oldest friend for the second time as she raced back to the boat. This time, she packed up her belongings and left New York City for good, never to return. Dozens of people are arrested every year in search of Captain William Kidd's treasure, and to this day, no one has come close to bringing it home. But many have died trying. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz and Janine Pipe. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Annie Villabos. Music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. Gail Gilman is the executive producer. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. 
Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.